Hello and welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. It is lovely to have you with us. If you are enjoying our adventures and you would like more people to enjoy our adventures, then the best thing you could do would be to tell your friends or the other members of your gaming group or whatever. Or go into your podcast app of choice, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, and leave us a rating or a review. And that helps us in their search functions and in their listings and so forth. Now, if you want to talk to us, uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, where we're most active, at Billowing Hilltow. No P at the end, we couldn't afford it. Or, of course, you can email us at hello at billowinghilltop.com and Paul will stuff your email into his copious sack and we may read it out on the show. That's the formalities concluded, so let us push on with episode 64 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast, a new chapter in Grub. Why didn't we have the map last time? Because it's much easier. Mike likes to do theatre of the mind. Teatro della mente. But now we can see where we are, because I absolutely had no idea where we were last time. At all. And I'm going to switch it off again, probably. But um, uh, how is everybody? Fine, thank you. Fine, thanks. Good. Marvellous. I need a cup of tea. I haven't had time to make a cup of tea. Oh, So I might duck out at some point. Yeah, yeah, make a cup of tea. Has anybody resolutely kind of admonished Dan for fucking not turning up? Yeah. Sorry. Well, he has no, turned up. you haven't. Yeah, but... I'll tell you who hasn't turned up. Lucas. We're here with Paul and Hello. Graham and Dan Hello. and Johnny, but no, Lucas, who is... Yeah. Uh, every year, Loser. once a year, he probe. heads to the North Pole. North Pole. Uh, for whatever it is. Probe, oh, well, actually, I messaged, I messaged him. Well, he messaged me saying that they'd found something in the ice. He said something large in the ice that'd be buried for, you know, whatever. They were going to go to look at it. So I'd sort of text him and was like, well, tell me all about it. And I haven't heard anything. Oh, dear. So who knows what's going yeah. on there? I suspect things have gone south. <laughs> the longer we don't get a text from him. <laughs> so I'm going to go on holiday with Kurt Russell. And he's left his teenage son in charge of the house for a week. Yeah, with a very similar effect. Probably going to be a smoking ruin when he gets back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Couch to 5K is... Uh... You're keen, though. I mean, but but, you know... I've been doing. Uh, I've been doing the Joe Wicks. You've Have you, Joe Wicks? Yes, yeah. been doing His Joe Wicks. Furriness himself. Actually, the last week I haven't done Joe Wicks because I've basically been smashing concrete with a sledgehammer. That's been oh. my exercise. I think that is hard time, though, isn't it? It's what breaking rocks in the hot sun. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. is. It's yeah, quite very high vi. Yeah. yeah, it is quite hard. You have to wear the black and white striped uh, overalls. Mm. <laughs> what, what is a concrete bashing anyway? Joking so, or... No, no. It's a I basically am building a patio at the back of the garden, and ah. I have a concrete path that we don't want. And so I've been digging it up and using the crushed concrete as aggregate for the hole underneath my patio so that it will drain. This is the grade A content that our readers this is what people exactly. tune, in tune in for. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. Good evening, readers. It's an improvement on my bin. Take your usual seat. See, I'm. Con- Saying that was in Paul, will you move over a little bit? Yeah. yeah, Thank you. Thank you. We've got the most complicated recap in the history of recaps to do. I know you say that I will then recap your recap, whatever happens. Yes. We have evidence. Does any of you remember? We we basically went upstairs. I got past these guys with my invisibility, but then I encountered a glyph in the ceiling, and then I had. So I haven't determined what to do. Meanwhile, the others have gone a wandering. Uh, and I think they went into a room. I wasn't really paying attention. I you know, don't really care what they do. And Alessandra's gone off by herself. There you go. It was a cellar. 
that's not bad actually. Anybody else want to chip in any other details? Yeah, yes. there was a cellar. There's a cellar with um big vats of vinegar. Yeah. Yes. And we found a passageway behind it. Yeah. That's right, you did, you did, you did. Yes, and and yes. Dan was really grumpy. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good recap that doesn't need a recap of a recap. <laughs> no, so uh No, stop. Beep. What would you like to do next? Well, I would like to see where those guys are that are in my way now, if they're, if I can see them. Well, you've gone about 200-odd feet down this passageway. It's been gently sloping up. Right. You're about 30 feet from the very faintly glowing symbol on the ceiling. Yeah. Do I recognise that symbol? Give me an arcana check. An arcana check coming up for if you, If you have such Governor. a thing. Uh, that is an 11 on the arcana check. I don't know that you're confident. No. No. Okay. What are we going to do with Parker? We're going to roll a dice to see who makes decisions for Parker. Oh yeah, I think that's the traditional. Yes. Cool. Okay. So that's we're going to tradition. leave. We're going to leave Parker, Buggy, and Sessions for a second, and we're just going to pick up with Alessandra. I was originally heading to the tool room, wasn't I? The tool making room. I would like to roll a. Uh, stealth check, which I can do at advantage as well. Yeah, do all that. right yep. with you. Fine. Uh, oh God, rolling two twice, but getting an eleven. You know that there are patrols that periodically yeah. circle this structure. You in fact just came across one, and you you yes. shadowed them round. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, you didn't make it a massive amount of noise. This workshop. There's scraps of war materials and there's rags and there's kind of spoil and stuff left by workers. Mm -hmm. You can smell sawdust and you can smell wax and you can smell glue. It was busy when you came down. I'm saying, by the way, it's about, let's say, quarter to 11, 10 to 11 at night. Right, okay. Now it's quiet. Nobody about. Okay. Well, that's that's me. It's, uh, I've done a move move. Right, Parker, Sessions. Uncle Buggy, you found a secret door and you found a little passageway in the northeast corner of this wine cellar. You can smell, uh, Buggy is familiar with this smell because it's the it's the scent of ghouls, the scent of worm-corrupted ghouls that Buggy knows so well. It's very strong and it's coming up this little staircase that you found that's heading down. What would you like to do? Eh, well, hmm. So do we want to explore this? Do, do we think ghouls are important? They seem to be being concealed, aren't they? Yeah, we th- I think we thought they might be let out on the audience during the games, didn't we? And we were mm. going to try and stop that somehow. But we probably don't want to go exploring too much because we need to do a full rest before we start our combat tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, what's the maths of that? You need eight hours, right? Your bout is at nine o'clock tomorrow. So you don't know when you're going to be summoned, but you suspect that you probably ought to leave some padding. You have Um, to be done by midnight, don't we, really? If you want eight hours, yeah. I mean, I I can't. I can't answer that. But uh, yes, you... you. It's about ten o'clock now in the the night, in the evening. It's about quarter to eleven, ten to eleven. So about 10 o'clock? <laughs> yeah, I said it was about 10 o'clock. I said it was quarter yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. I must have selective... Um... Yeah. Consciousness. Yeah. So you've got just over an hour left to get eight hours of rest in and give yourself and we have to get an back hour's to worth room, of grace. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, that's actually that's actually ages in D&D time, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, do you think it's a five-minute journey to get here. Telling the guards that there are these ghouls. Could do. Well, I guess if we removed the vinegar, they would smell them. That whole sort of stinky stuff would start to happen. Yeah, where was that guard room, Mike, that I sort of 
went into and then uh, yeah it's not far from where you are is it southeast from where I am yes you almost part in fact you probably did pass it on the way here it's the passageway that heads south towards six o'clock from this central orbital passageway right but they won't be too happy if I appear well, again you've, you've already been it... chivied away from here once you don't know how they would react if you were to suddenly <laughs> reappear Turn up again. I don't think we should do any more exploring um aren't you going downstairs are you running away it's not running away it's just um... repositioning yourself to the rear again no He's... no it's just there's another we... front somewhere Hang, hang on, hang on. We've got a big day ahead of us tomorrow. I think we should, I, you know, make sure um, Max hit Isn't points. that where we have a long rest? Johnny's having a flashback to every conversation he has with William. <laughs> so, what, Graham, you want to go down the... Um, well, possibly. I mean... It's sort of a cleric thing, isn't it? Well, no, so we definitely have the principal fighter at the Probably. front the generally accepted front of the party rather than the generally accepted rear okay, of the party. Okay, I'll go to the front of the party as long as you're behind me with the IOD oh. symbol out. I'll be there, I'll be there. Okay, so Buggy, you're going to explore, are you? Yeah, I'll do a light spell on a pebble where I'm in Ek. Okay. Take my... <clears throat> so you're a cleric as well. Oh, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a very good cleric. <laughs> well, you know, that makes two of us. Not very, yeah, okay. Brilliant. So, Buggy, even from the top of the stairs, the scent of the ghoul stench is ever stronger. Your light spell shows you that. But this is going back down to the level we came up from, yeah? We came up a level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're talking to Buggy about what he can see... Quietly, I'm talking to Parker, actually. Yes, it is heading back down to where you came from. There is quite a lot of space between where you came from and where you are now. Okay. We aren't going Mm. to get into some kind of cutaway diagram three-dimensional thing but you went up two quite significant flights of stairs to get up from the scenery to this level okay i'm going to do a protection from evil on myself yes which Does that protects a... me against undead it's concentration spell right does it have a Ten verbal minutes. component um it, yes okay but it looks like the staircase leads down the side of this wine cellar and there's a passageway that's running under the wine cellar that you would turn into at the bottom of the stairs okay well i've just go down and you're standing at the foot of these steps head down for 20 feet something like that yeah okay and you're in a corridor that leads off to your right at the bottom of the steps just 10 feet and then there's a door i'll listen at the door give me a perception check so perception i'll shuffle 13. down onto the stairs 13 you can I say, hear oh, hang on i hear some shuffling so. sounds of yeah behind <laughs> you yeah with that 13 sounds like there sounds like there's something small some kind of tiny creature yeah attack 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 creeping up behind you attack first ask questions later well that's what you did in the um, sodden hold on the other side of this door you can hear a bit of shuffling movement and some sort of hissing that's mm. what i would say you can hear uh, what about so, parker what's yeah. parker doing Who's controlling Parker? Well, we won't roll a dice now because there's only two of you, so... Unless okay. we're going to include everybody. Well, he's also shuffling down the stairs. Okay, so Parker is following up. Yeah. Let's say that uh, Uncle Buggy is at the doorway. Sessions is standing behind him in this little corridor at the foot of the stairs. Yeah, just on the sort of bottom stair. Parker is actually at the bottom of the stairs. Okay. Yep. Fine. What about Burple and Alessandra? After a cursory glance of this room... Mm-hmm. Is, is there anything worthwhile looking at further, do we think? I mean, it looks pretty standard. So it's nothing It's not nothing exciting going on there. It looks like it is what it is. 
It, it is what it is. You're not seeing anything interesting about this. It looks like it fulfills the function that it, you know. Okay. Um, what are my options in terms of exits out of here? Well, you can keep heading south towards mm-hmm. the center of the hub. Yeah. You could take a right. There's a little corridor that leads about 15 feet off to your right and ends in a door. Yeah. Uh, there's a wider corridor a little bit further and off to your left. You can't hear any sound from it, but there is no door that you can see. I think that I can probably reach the central hub with my current move, and if I do it stealthily, I think I'll be able to glance either way. So I'll just do a quick okay, stealth so check. So very quickly, your glance to the left down the wider corridor shows you that there is a looks like a service elevator, much smaller than the large plate elevator that dropped you down from the floor of the arena. Okay. Yep. The glance to your right tells you really nothing. I mean, it just tells you that there is a a little door. It looks like it's quite a resilient-looking little door at mm-hmm. the end of a 15-foot passageway that leads off from the workshop. Okay. If you keep pushing south and you walk yeah. through the, the exit of the workshop heading towards the hub, yeah. you're standing in the little inner ring road corridor. Yeah. Give me a perception check. Okay, I'll give you a perception check. Rolling an 11. I'm not doing brilliantly at the moment. Mm, you know from where you're standing that were you to go, if you were to turn right, that is to head anti-clockwise, that would take you towards the cells, the wine cellar where you investigated the weird yeah. barrel of vinegar. If you were to go the other way, it would take you towards the beast cages. Yeah. I think what do you I'm, want to do? I think I'm going to turn right towards the wine yeah. cellar. I mean, you know that you've discussed this with the others. I don't think we're talking about metagaming here, if you, that's no. what you're doing. Right, that's enough of you. What about Burple Capiche? Well, I would like to try and sneak back past those guards. I don't want to go past that sigil. That you're invisible, correct? Correctamundo, yes. And you get an hour of that. I want to get to close enough so that I could just dash past, past them. Yeah, so creep up to them and then wait for your moment and then when there's zip a gap, past just them. Zip past them. Unless they have a readied action, essentially they wouldn't be able to stop me. So I think the, the key thing here is a stealth check. Stealth but, Was I affected by the pass without trace? I think you have to remain within 30 feet of... Yeah, you uh, do have to stay within okay. 30 feet of Graham, yeah. Dash it all. Well, not of, not of Graham, but Well, that's sessions. a 12 on my stealth. In total. In total. Right, now, I've been doing a lot of reading about invisibility, stealth checks, hiding... Yeah, because I think we've had a lot of discussions recently about how this works. I have to admit that having read a lot of opinion about it, including some stuff with Jeremy Crawford, who was one of the designers and blah, 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 I'm not sure that I agree with any of it. I think they've left a hole there, which is a problem. I think there are a couple of interesting things. One is that if you look at the language carefully about obscurement, blindness and stuff, it doesn't say skill checks that require sight. It says skill checks that rely on sight which is a very clever little bit of language. What that basically means is that it's not impossible to spot or to identify the position of invisible creatures. On the other hand, it doesn't really scale up from lightly obscured. I therefore am going to rule that if you are hiding, that is, if you make an active stealth check and you are invisible, that you are doing so at advantage and that either I'm using a minus five on passive perception which seems to be the convention. Or if I'm making an active detection roll, I'm rolling at disadvantage. In other words, being invisible is very, very useful if you're trying to hide and sneak around, which is exactly as it should be. Which is a long way of saying, roll again. Oh. <laughs> yes, it was a very long way of saying, roll again. Sorry. So, 12. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. You're not detected as you sneak up to them. They seem bored. They seem to have forgotten the uh, disturbance a few minutes ago. I, I think this is only fair to give you a little bit more activity. Let's say that an opportunity arises as they shift their position and chat, I don't know, lighter pipe or something, or get bored and stretch their legs for you to slip past. This is an important stealth check. Off you go. Off you go is what the woman says on the couch to 5k, by the way. Okay. My most dreaded so, phrase. at advantage. Mm-hmm. Oh, five. <laughs> okay. And this a, is be, oh, oh, a 20. Okay. Rolling at disadvantage for these two guards. Uh-huh. Okay. You're okay. You sneak past them. You're in the hallway that you went through when you came down from the arena the first time and were led round and then down to the scene of it. I saw where they went, didn't I? Did you? Because they were inside sessions' is pass without trace. And you didn't communicate with each other right. either. I think you're slightly left high and dry here. Okay. What would Burple do in this in these circumstances? Well, I think sing. Oh well, I'm going to invest sort of clockwise round the uh, ring. Off you pad. Yeah. I want to go up to that first passage, that first exit. Or you whatever. pass a couple of passageways heading perpendicularly out of the circle, away from you. Spur passageways. They look like they are either remnants of something natural or slightly half-hearted excavations that have been packed up and used as sort of informal storage areas. Once you get past about six o'clock and you keep heading around, you find a passageway to your right. Mm-hmm. That's a narrow five-foot passageway, and you can hear the sound of a person busying themselves about a task or something, maybe clearing up or something like that. Okay. Would you want to keep going round, or do you want to go north up that little passageway? Um, I'll go north. If you head north, you find yourself in a refractory, and you just stop yourself as you're going to step in, as it were. You peek your head around the corner. There is a, a functionary. Uh-huh. They've obviously been cleaning up in this dining room. There are three long tables laid out, chairs, and you you just catch this person as they leave through a corridor on the diagonally opposite corner of the this big room to you. Right. They start whistling as they walk away from you, and they reach to a set of keys that's hanging from their belt. Ah, okay. A normal, normal-looking guy. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, just. Uh, well, uh, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. Let's say it's a human male. Okay. Do you need a name for this person? Yes. Their name is <laughs> Bottle Funtworts. That's what's written on the back of their um, of their uh, uniform. Foot in their soccer shirt. Yeah. You're going to follow them. Well, he's gone up th- that way. There's an entrance to the way right. What's that first? To your right, as you walk into this room. Yeah. You can hear the sound, low conversation. You can kind of peek around the corner. It looks like there are a couple of guards, one of whom is sort of semi-asleep. The other one that is sitting there with a beer glass in front of them and a set of dice, rolling the dice clearly for their own entertainment. Yeah, understood. In which case, I'll follow the other person out the northwest passage. You go past a passageway that heads to your left, which looks like it heads back to the big orbital corridor. Yeah. And then you're in a set of what look like jail cells. There is an individual in a cell opposite you uh-huh. who is rocking backwards and forwards and mumbling incoherently. The character that you've been following whistles his way down the corridor and stops as he gets to a little passageway that leads off to the left. It looks like something's occurred to him. Sessions, 
buggy. Parker, you hear the sound of whistling and the sound of the jangling of keys behind you up the staircase. Do you want to do anything? Alessandra, you hear the jangling of what sounds like a key ring and mm-hmm. whistling. Okay. When we arrived in this cellar, was the door open or closed? Closed. You opened it and then I'm presuming that you closed it behind you. I guess Parker will move up to it and check it's closed. If you want it to be closed, it's closed. I think that would be the natural thing to have done. Okay. Yeah. We're bringing all of our threads together. Alessandra, what do you want to do? I'm going to wait to see if this sound starts like it's coming towards me. It stops just before you think it's about to enter the, the little orbital passage where you're in. Okay. Burple, what do you want to do? Do you want to duck back into the corridor you're about to come out of? Or what do you want to do? I will step further out into the corridor on the assumption that I'm invisible. Okay, so this person's just paused. It looks like they're thinking about something or something has just occurred. Yes, yeah, they might either turn back and come back through down this passageway, in which case I need to be out of the way. What actually happens? Parker, you see the latch, just turn a bit and then go back down again. And then you hear the rattle of keys and you hear a key inserted into the lock and you hear it click the door locked and shut. Now what do you want to do? Let's start with Bugraft and Sessions, who are down at the bottom of the stairs. Hmm. So we probably didn't <laughs> hear that, yeah? Give me a perception check. A two and a six on the dice for a grand mm, total of no Bugraft. I think Uncle Buggy's fallen asleep. Okay. Well, let's assume that Parker lets us know. He pads back, whispers down, and then we tiptoe back up and probably want to see if we can't unlock the door. Well, Burple, you see this character now. They keep going, so they emerge from that passageway, head towards the orbital passageway. Alessandra, you can hear them coming towards you. Do you duck back? Oh, if they're coming towards me, I'm going to kind of, yeah, duck back away from circling, behind, you know, in yeah, do the thing, Do the Bugs Bunny thing where you run, run around, the, round yes. around the trunk of a tree. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Well, they head counterclockwise and disappear south back gotcha. into the area with the guard room and the refectory and so forth. Yeah. Burple and Alessandra, you can rendezvous. Burple, you're invisible, so you're going to have to reveal yourself to them somehow. Ooh. Whisper. Alessandra. Yes, me. Yeah, I know. Yes. Hello. Can't have, no, you can't have known, because I'm invisible. Yeah, but I can hear you. I recognise your voice, no. you idiot. Oh, but you didn't hear me before I started talking, right? No. No. No, no. But then you started okay. talking, and then you went, it's me. And I went, yeah. I know, because I knew it was you. Right. Again, this is the deep level roleplay experience <laughs> that our readers tune in for. <laughs> you know, getting into character. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's yeah. great. And the Oscar goes to. <laughs> <laughs> for best supporting. <laughs> and after a very long and. Oh, he's back. Not very productive visit. Are we Can we have our go now? Um, well, now. You, missed, you missed one. You go. were definitely asleep. <laughs> I right, did okay. drop off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rumbled. I ran into work today, so that's my excuse. Oh, did it hurt? Mm. <laughs> right, what do you want to do? I think Alessandra's going to pick the lock with her thieves' tools. <sighs> I was dreading this. When I saw this coming up, I thought, oh no. <laughs> well, you know. Well, I can't remember the... Ru- well, okay, give it a shot. Well, you can't so, remember anything, really, uh, to be fair. I can't remember anything. This is the small door at the foot of the stairs, is it? No, this is the door that was locked oh, behind us. Yeah, okay. Oh, sorry. Must have been asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if you ask one of the nurses, Johnny, they'll tell you where your room is. Who locked the bloody door? He needs his dice tray changing again. <laughs> right. Make your roll with your thieves, whatever it is. Um, I roll, it's, I'll roll a d20. And then I'll add my proficiency in something else, which I have yet to remember what it is. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, roll that. Let's just see if I get anywhere. No, I'm not going to get anywhere near it because I'm going to get a five. I'm going to probably get an eight maximum. Right. Well, you don't open the door, Alessandra. You can have another go. Then after that, we have to think about whether or not it's yeah the tool or the tool wielder. <laughs> the tool or the tool, effectively. Aren't, aren't they mm. one and the same? In the, yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Well, this tool now rolls a 19 plus 3, 22 plus whatever. So 22. Give me a stealth check. A stealth check, eh? That's a, uh, it's difficult to make a lot of noise doing this, but a 1 would be bad. I don't think I can roll a 1. I rolled an 18. You snick the lock open silently, and the door squeaks open. I'm going to say it glides open to reveal Parker, who's got one finger to his lips, the other finger up his butt. <laughs> 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 just, just the first bit. Just the first bit. Yeah. <laughs> Alessandra whispers to Parker, It's me, Alessandra. And when you hear him talk, you'll recognise it's him, Burple. <laughs> yeah, Alessandra's voice has changed again. Excellent. I never, never remember what it is from one I'm thinking next. that Alessandra's voice has sort of turned back into Cuthbert's voice. <laughs> no, no, Cuthbert was a bit more like this. Cuthbert was a lot more like this. He never talked like that. Yeah, he never spoke like that. Well, he did. He only did steal our gems. Yeah, I'm going to get him. <laughs> Am I opening the door at the bottom of the stairs, folks? Well, you're all yeah. reunited. Reunited. No. Ba -ba -ba yeah, 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 yeah. Who looked What do you want to do? Graham. A guard. Well, it wasn't really a guard. Well, you it, it was a probably the janitor. housekeeper. Yeah, exactly. Some yeah. kind of... Okay. A mild manager whose responsibility it is to look oh, after the place. stairs. Was it Rosemary, the telephone operator? No. Hong Kong Fui. Number one super guy. <laughs> we're going to make brilliant. a film of that. What happened to it? What a brilliant. brilliant cartoon. Let me look at my Hong Kong book of Kung Fu. Back before the days of steam. Spitfire flew over and we all knew the water. Kids these won. days don't know they're born. Uh, young people are Right, I'm going Tell to open... Excuse me. Dandy, Dandy. Can I open oh, the door at the bottom really? of the stairs? Yeah, he's, he's awake. awake now. I don't know if you could stay awake for long enough. Well, <laughs> you can do whatever you like. <laughs> I'm opening the door at the bottom of the stairs. I'm just going to lay out another map here. Right. Oh, that's map. Three squares. Yep, three squares. That's all you get. You're all <laughs> stacked up on this staircase. Uncle Buggy, you open this door. Yep. You reveal a chamber. The chamber is about... Chambre. 15 feet wide, left to right, and heading away from you, it's about 20 feet there are three plain coffins Ooh. arranged in the room. I say arranged, sort of randomly laid out, I think would be um, Feng Shui. more accurate. Two are along the uh, west wall, directly opposite you, and there is one kind of right next to you by the door. There is a passageway leading off to your right, passageway leading off to your left. So you're looking effectively at a sort of junction. Okay, that slithering noise and the... Well, we're going to get to noise. that. We're yeah. going to get to that. Also in the room <laughs> are three Ghouls. horrible creatures. Ghouls. They are almost completely skeletal cadavers. <laughs> They've got bits and bobs of flesh here and there. They're wizened and awful. Ooh. Animated, walking, hissing, and they've noticed the door opening. And we should roll initiative. Roll for initiative. For initiative. 
Alessandra mm -hmm. gets a 23. Purple Herpish gets a 17. Sessions gets a 12. Parker got an 8. Uncle Buggy, what did Uncle Buggy get? 13. And uh, we start with Alessandra on 23. What would you like to do? Alessandra's going to go after me, chaps. And she's going to move straight in and attack one, but... It's very squeezed in there, isn't it? Quite squeezed. Quite squeezed. You can get in there, but it, I mean, there is not much space in there. We're can talking I about... attack one from standing on top of one of the coffins? Yes, I think so. I think it will cost you two squares of movement to stand on a coffin, but the okay. coffin itself is fine. stable. So it's... 50, yeah. 20, 25. Yep, that's fine. So I'm in, and because okay, they have... the moment that you do that, Alessandra... Oh, come on. Pit trap opens... Come the on. coffin opens and a hand reaches out from it. It's a hand that's wreathed in a sort of green glow. No, not really. <sighs> no, instead, <laughs> when you see these things, mm -hmm. their appearance horrifies you, Alessandra. You've never seen these things before. Okay. It's writhing in green worms, worms the size of cigars, segmented and evil and slimy that are emerging from its eye sockets, yeah. emerging from its gorge and from its mouth, and <sighs> wriggling around in and out of holes Your in its ribs. ribs and whatever. Right. And the sight of that is so awful to you that can you give me a wisdom save, please? A wisdom save? Oh, five. A five is not enough. You are frightened, Alessandra. Great. Attacking at disadvantage. Yeah, and you also can't get any closer to this thing. Yeah, can't move closer. Rolling saves and attack rolls at disadvantage. So does this mean that I don't make it on top of the coffin? Is you it make the it onto the coffin. I think you dance into the room, jump onto the coffin, identify your target, look at the target. It is so revolting to you that you're then freaked out. I've got my assassinate feature. You do? Which we've never actually used. So I've no idea. It's, uh, Tell me you know how it works. We're going to have to figure this one out. Features and traits. Uh, you have advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in the combat yet. And any hit you score against a creature that is surprised is a critical hit. Off you go. We've ha I've had a text from Lucas, by the way. Yeah. I guess yeah. Actually, the service there. Just says, we think it's Steve. We've locked him in the infirmary. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Boy, okay. Let's do this thing. The... Assassinate, I will do with the short bow. But I attack an advantage. Crossbow? Crossbow, sorry. But I I have advantage on it, so that would cancel out the disadvantage. That's right, exactly correct. You just attack normally. Just attack normally. Come on, come on. Armour class, 20. 20 is a hit, a definite hit. So that is a critical. Do you want to gamble? No, I don't want to gamble. In which case, I roll twice. Is it magical? It is a plus one magical crossbow. So it does 23, including the sneak attack. And then I need to roll it once more. Do you roll the sneak attack damage twice? You don't, do you, surely? Yeah. No, I'm... Yes, you do. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay, go for roll it. Roll all dice twice. So that's 44 points of damage. Fucking <laughs> This thing... I don't think you get you sneak attack, almost... Paul. You don't think I get a sneak attack? Nope. Why well, let's get into that. Why not? Because you don't have advantage on the attack roll. And there's that. not someone next to you. That is that. Graham. 
That is true. Okay, let's he rewind is a little true. bit. Do well, in which, case, again. in which case that'll be 18, because I've got it in front of me. It'll be 18. Yeah. So you've got a total of 18 points of damage. Total of 18 points of damage. Okay. It staggers as a result of that damage. You look like you've you very significantly wounded it. Okay. And we move on to Burple on 17. I'm going to sing. Okay. Okay. First sing a lovely thing. song. Lovely song. First thing, Burple, hmm. is you need to make a saving throw. Okay, a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom Eek. save, yeah. Eek. Uh, what's I the DC? wisdom was good. You always complain about constitution saves. No, wisdom's... No, my constitution's awesome now. I've got the, oh, the thing. Of course it is. You've got that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's my yeah. wisdom. My wisdom of nine. Yeah. So, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yes. So am I rolling at minus one, getting a saving throw of mm. far a six. So you're frightened as well. You can't move any closer. You're attacking at disadvantage. I want to sing, which okay. gives a anyone within 30 feet of me advantage on saving throws against being frightened. Mm. Well, there we go. Uh, anything else? Mm. No. Well, do I get another saving throw? Because ah, I'm, I'm singing yeah, to yeah. myself. Well, hold up. The thing here is, can you get a saving okay, throw at the so end of the turn the that you had that where you got frightened? Yeah, he would have. Each non-undead creature within 40 feet yeah. Mm. Of the spawn that can see it must succeed on a DC 13 wisdom saving throw or be frightened for one minute. There is no other save. A frightened target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns. End of each so, of Alessandra, your turns. you're owed a save. Make a roll. I'll make a wisdom save. surely it's not the same round. That's exactly what I was asking. Your round has been affected by it. And then at the end of that round, you make a save. So well, also, there's no presupposition in that text that, that your first save is in your round, right? You could be standing mm. in a corridor and this thing, mm. this thing could come around the corner. But mm -hmm. when it comes around to your round, you're still going to have that round yes. with the frightening yes. condition. Yes, and then you're still going to end that round with the saving throw. Yes. Turn, not round, by the way. Turn. Right. Alessandra, what you get? Uh, for my second saving throw, I get oh, a 19. Okay, so you're okay. Burple Herpes, you get another save. What'd you get? Uh, at advantage. Still at minus one. Uh, so getting... Uh -oh. oh, no. It's not going to go well. Come on. It's a seven. Oh, it's yeah. a 16. Oh, it's you're a okay. Six. It was a 17, actually. Uh, Uncle Buggy, you open the door. You need to make a save, but you're making it an advantage now that Burple has uh, okay. um, started singing. Right. I actually have the brave quality anyway, believe it or not. Which gives not. me advantage anyway. No, not. <laughs> not. <Yeah>. Emphatically <laughs> not. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the same way that I believe that you have right. the awake quality. Uh, <laughs> right, a 12 and a... Oops. 19. Damn it! You're fine. <laughs> what are you going to do? And then I'm going to step forward, and then I'm going to bash the same one that Alessandra attacked. Right, so you're standing in between all three of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stepping yep. right in the middle of right into of the lion's den. Do I want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, completely. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. I mean, Parker's coming in, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. You do. Right. So I do that, and I take out yeah, the gun, yeah. so yeah, I yeah. can attack the same one. As when you step into the centre of the room, by the way, by Gruft, you can see some stuff. On your right, you can see a little passageway that leads off to a circular room, which looks like it's got a pit or a hole in the centre of its floor. To your left, you can see a corridor that runs up to a, what looks like a very strong door. Very reinforced, studded with iron bolts. Ooh, sounds good. Padded. Vampire. It's got a slidey peephole thing. There must be a word for those. Is there a word for those things? Peephole. Do you know what I mean? Like a jailer's... I was going to say like a jailer's hole. But <laughs> oh, no. 
Really? You know what I mean? Oh, matron. It's called a peephole slot. Anyway, whatever it is, it's got one of those. And as you look down to your left, Uncle Buggy, you can see that that corridor to your left, there's a spur off that corridor that heads away back round the way you've come. Anyway, what do you want to do? Go for it. I'm bashing the one. I'm not raging, so I'm mm -hmm. concentrating mm -hmm. on my protection from evil. Mm -hmm. So the first attack, I roll a mm -hmm. 12. 12 is enough, annoyingly. Oh, they're right. rubbish. Okay, so I do... See about that. Uh, I get hit. 12 yeah. points of damage, one of which is cold. That makes any difference. It staggers back. Hit it again. Yeah, go for it. A, oh, a that's going to be a hit. Yeah, 100% a hit. Yep. And 13 points of damage, five oh, of which is cold. Looks like it's clinging onto life. Buggy. Oh, he's clinging onto life. Right, very, in that case, very close to death. I am then going to do a... <laughs> Pushes it over the edge. <laughs> I'm going to do the destructive wrath. What the hell's destructive wrath? Um, so you don't know either. This is going to take ages. No, wrath That's... of storm. Sorry. I thought that was something that happened when they hit you. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, right. we'll, we'll get there. Hello. Where are we? Hello. Fly. Hello. Hello. It's time for your tablet. <laughs> For your bitty bros. Would there? you like the electric blanket tonight? Um, <laughs> then that's my go. Should I move out of the way? You think, folks? No, I think you should stand right. I think you're well positioned <laughs> there to <laughs> soak up the air. Right in the middle of the wall. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but Parker's coming in, isn't he? Sessions. Epa. Last words. Parker's Sessions coming in in a long time Epa. from now. Sessions. Epa. So do I also need to make this saving throw? I'm presuming. It tells the way that we've laid things out that you are round the corner, but you can't see them yet. So no, you don't have to make a save. I hear the words spirit guardians moving <laughs> inexorably in the direction of this conversation. <laughs> well, exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I just have to get into the rights. Well, looks like I, I have to... Fucking never. <laughs> step forward. Yes. I guess I have to make a save when I get to roughly where Burple is, because if I happen to fail it, I can't move further forward, can I? You're absolutely right, Graham. So let's make that roll. Add advantage, yeah? Uh, so I get oh, a, ooh, a 12. Oh, and yeah, and a 16. <laughs> Damn it. You're fine. Okay, so I step in front of Burple so I can see everyone, and I summon the Spirit Guardians. Okay, so the Spirit Guardians are 15-foot radius, is that correct? Indeed it is. Indeedy, yes indeedy. Ridiculous spell. But really good. Nothing actually affects them until it's their turns, am I right? On their turn if they start or move into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I was about to move on, but of course I've learnt my lesson. What else can you do this turn, Sessions? <laughs> no, no, I'm going to stick with that, I think. It's their turn. And what that means, of course, is... <laughs> they immediately take damage. What's the saving throw? It's a Wisdom DC 14 saving throw. And the damage is uh, ooh, 16 points of damage. Uh-oh. <laughs> and... Mm -hmm. And... Uh -huh. okay. So two of them. The first one is obviously not very well as a result of your spell. And explodes in a puff of worms. That was the one that had been hit already by Alessandra and Buggy. The second one, which saved, took eight points of damage. Am I right in saying that? Correct. And the third one took 16 points of damage, and now it's their actions. The horrible, wriggly worm zombie to the left of Buggy steps up to you, Sessions. 
No. And attacks you. <laughs> Doesn't want to do that. It slams at you with its slammy uh, bits. Yeah. No. I know, it's just like C.S. Lewis or Tolkien or whatever. Mm. It's just. Well, I think it's more like Wordsworth or. It could be. Coleridge. Yeah, Coleridge or. It's just. Yeah, yeah. Gerard Manley Hall. It's just word imagery, isn't it? It's just. It yeah. is. Vocative. It just takes you away. Yeah. To be honest, it takes. I mean, it, briefly then, I transport like I left you. my physical body and transcended world. <laughs> the prime material plane. The world limited only by your imagination. Right, anyway. <laughs> That's enough of that. It smacks at you with its horrible zombie fists. There okay. we go. That's much better. There we go. That's much more like it. That's <laughs> there cool. we are. We're, and we're back. First attack. Hitting armor class 16. It's a miss. Oh, fuck. Second attack. Hitting armor class... Uh, that says it all. <laughs> what miss. the zombie says. He goes... Uh, disappointed. And then the other one is going to attack Uncle Buggy. Uh, first attack hits armor class. Ooh, 18. Uh, it's attacking a disadvantage because I have a protection from evil. Ooh. Spell running. Okay. 15. <laughs> Second attack. Uh, uh, it's not going to be enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's it for them, annoyingly. And we move on to Parker. Who's <laughs> controlling Parker? Right. Who is controlling Parker? Do I get to be included in this? If yeah. you want. Why not? Yeah. Excellent. Rolling a d10. I'm 9-10. Getting an 8. It is Johnny. What is Parker going to do other than run up and throw his body in front of Uncle Buggy and protect him? He will move up to Uncle Buggy and throw himself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He'll run up and do his monkish thing on the... Do his monkish the, thing? The his monkish thing. thing. Yeah, so he's uh, multiple. When attacks. he steps forward, he's got to make his wisdom save, which he has not yet done. It's plus six. Wisdom plus six. So. At advantage. At advantage. 15 and. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's enough. And then he gets to attack. How does that work? He'll move right alongside Buggy and he's attacking the, the uh, ghoul. The ghoul on the other side of the room. Yes. Amazing his choice of targets. That's um, quite an incredible choice of targets, isn't it? He has two attacks. Okay, so. 10 plus whatever. Uh, well, if it's with his quarter staff, that's plus 8. It's going to be a hit. Next one is a 17. So you hit this thing twice. Damage. It's 1d8 plus 5 in small. I don't know why, but that's what I see. 7. 7 points of damage. Yep, next gotcha. One and the second one. 6. And a 6 points of damage. Okay, well, this thing looks... I mean, it's not insignificant. It looks all right, but it looks like it's been wounded. And we move back round to the top of the round, Alessandra. Alessandra is going to attack the one that's attacking Sessions because she's standing right next to it. She's going to attack with a rapier. Mm-hmm. Missing with the rapier with a eight. Bonus action with the crossbow. Hits oh, yes. much better. Armor class 17. Yep. Five plus sneak attack damage of 15 for a total of 20. Nice. 20 points of damage. Wow. Well, this was the one that failed its saving throw against the Spirit Guardians, and now it looks very, very wounded. Moving on to Burple. Can I move around that corner? I'm saying you can. You can step through Session Square yeah. and then sidle across the corner of the doorway. Yeah. I'm going to hit it with my sword. Yeah. The uh, Sword of Zosiel. The Sword of Zosiel will strike it with an enormous uh, 11. 11 is enough. 
Is it? Yeah. Awesome. I will also throw in a bardic thing. <laughs> Whatever that is. Okay, so that's what is that one or two handed? I don't think I'm carrying a shield, am I? I won't, am I using a shield? No, I'm not. So we can hear all of this, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. it's a stream yeah. of consciousness. So that's five points plus uh, psychic blades, an extra three d six. Eight to the thirteen enormous points from the bard. The sword of Zosiel slices all the way through its trunk. Yeah, you see? Bisecting it from sort of shoulder to hip. Yeah. But it's still standing, and then transversely it slides apart, collapses. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Worms. See? Thank you. Everywhere. You notice that none of you have been hit by any of these things so far. Mm. Uncle Buggy, there's only one left. Okay, first hit is uh, 12. Is a hit. I do eight points of damage. Yes, it's uh, looking very quite significantly chopped into. Ah, bugger. Second hit is an eight. He's a miss, I guess. That is a miss. Can you give me a perception check? Two onto this. Five. No, okay. Um, I'll, look up. I'll look up down the corridor where the both, both look directions. Look up down. Make up your mind. Look to the... Uh, my no, right don't worry. It wasn't for that. Mm. Don't get spooked by that perception check. Then I'm going to move further north. Okay, and it's sessions on 12. I will give it a little bit of toll the dying. Do I make a saving throw? Tumbling dice. Yeah, you do. That What's wasn't enough. 14 normally? Yeah, might even be 15. 14. It fails that save. Uh, 2d12. 2d12, yes. Oh, blimey. This might do it. It's going to take 22 oh, points. Oh, oh, that does do it. Yeah. That does do it. It's like a cantrip. It is. It resonates. As the sound of your spinning coin just sets up a harmonic within its frame, and it just sort of goes, yeah. Green worms go everywhere, but you're fortunate. None of them land on you. You're left undisturbed. You've got a little passageway to your right, leading to a circular room, which looks like it's got some kind of hole or pit or opening in it. And then you've got another passageway leading off to your left. Runs about 35 feet to a very strong-looking door. It's not just a question of it looking difficult to break down. It looks like it's been so set up or constructed to insulate or reduce the amount of sound that passes through it. Mm-hmm. In between you and this door, there's a turn off to the left, another little passageway. What do you want to do? I think let's go and investigate this door, but on the way, have a look down the passageway. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good plan to me. Nobody want to go north to the room with the pit? I'll go and have a look. The reason I suggested that is because that kind of closes something off. Yeah. There's a five-foot-wide pit in the middle of the floor. There's an oil lamp hanging from the centre of the ceiling. Don't worry, it's not that kind of lamp. The say. pit, if you... I know you're going to be cautious, but you tip forward a little to, to look down and see what's going on. Ah. It looks like it drops about 15 feet, something like that. And then you can hear the sound of running water. It looks like this is a refuse pit, Buggy. Around it, there are little bits of spoil, there are bones, there are bits of detritus. It looks like this is somewhere where people chuck stuff in order to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the walls of this pit who knows when this may become relevant look quite slippery now let's head south why are you telling us that that's just creepy uh, just giving you mm. a little bit of extra detail just make sure uh, I wouldn't want any complaint later Mike you didn't tell us about the pit you didn't tell us about the walls you know uh, are we still in round sequence not bothered 
Okay. What do you want to do? I was just wondering whether Alessandra should just sneak ahead. If you want. Sure. Stealthily. Sure. sure. Lead the others where they are so they don't create any noise. No eight-year-olds dropping bags of bells kind of thing. We'd hate to have that happen. We'd hate to have that happen. Mm-hmm. Almost immediately, you've got a little spur passageway leading off to your left. Right. So what I'm going to do is, if you don't mind, I'm going to first of all no, roll... No, roll. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to roll a stealth check at advantage yeah. just to get that covered off. Rolling a 17. That was very smug sounding, Paul. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Just rolling a 17. Well, you don't make an enormous amount of noise. Off you go. Uh, yeah. This passageway leads off to your left and you can see after about 20 mm, odd feet, it turns left again, which means it's heading back, weirdly. God back damn it. Back the way you came, like it's going to go round north again. Almost like you're squaring off back to where... Steadying mm. off, if you like. Mm. Back to where you were coming down from. It can't work out that way, but... Yeah. No. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue down to this door and investigate this door. Literally investigate? Do you want to make an investigation check? Like, do you want to make perception checks? What do you want to do? I'll do all of them. All of the above. I'm, I'm going to block my ears. Uncle what? Buggy is going to block it. 41 years of experience. Exactly. Pardon? Pardon. I'm taking some... Candle wax out, block my ears. Okay, and I'll yep. roll a perception check to take a listen at what's going on, getting a 20. You might just be able to hear the faintest suggestion of a sound from the other side of this door. What I'm presuming it? you're not pushing your ear up against it. No. You get the impression that you can hear a very loud sound, very heavily dampened. Okay. From the other side of the door. And that loud sound is? A kind of screech. Okay. Banshee? A kind of horrible, about as bad as you can imagine, kind a of whaley screechness. Be a banshee. Okay. But why would a banshee be down here? Well, they've got to keep it somewhere. Mm. Okay. Do they? Buggy will move up to the intersection and start heading down the side passageway. Oh, pardon? pardon? If you head down the side passageway, Buggy, it doesn't take you long before you're heading back north again, or rather you've got a corner that would take you back north corner. again. Yep. Yeah, right around the corner. It heads north for about 15 feet, and then there is a normal-looking, not insulated, not reinforced, completely standard-looking door that's about an inch open. There's no light coming from behind it. You've got a light spell, right? You're on your yeah. on a pebble I'll around your neck. Yeah, I'll go up and peer into the door. Peer into the door or peer around the door? Peer around the peer around the jaw. The door. The jaw. The jaw yeah. door. Okay, what you can see is an odd setup. There is a little room... And the left-hand part of the room is just floor. The right-hand part of the room is some kind of piece of machinery buggy. (laughs) It's built of stone and metal, and it looks like it's not been used for a long time. Maybe centuries. Something to do with the stadium? You're not sure. It looks... Give Give me an intelligence check. Not very clever. No, let's, let's just concentrate on buggy for the moment. A nine. Okay, you're not sure. It could be something to do with heating. It could be something to do with pumping water. It's that kind of thing. There is definitely some kind of pipe thing. Pipe thing. Output of this machine. If you were to step into the room through this door, immediately to your right, there'd be a little kind of alcove or corner. And it looks like heading diagonally away and down to the right of you, there is a sort of pipe. It's about two foot wide. It looks like it's lead-lined, and because this machinery has been neglected for so long, if it was ever sealed off and inaccessible, that's no longer the case. It looks like you could maybe even 
look or crawl into that pipe, Uncle Buggy. Let's go back to Sessions, Burple and Parker. What do they want to do? Mm, so the coffins are... Coffins. So far I think as Sessions is going to go and see what uh, Uncle Buggy's up to. Are mm. you maintaining your spirit guardians? Oh, yeah. Okay. What about Parker and Yeah, I will go Burple. with... Do you have silence, Graham? Do I? Do you have silence? Oh, do I? Sorry. Um, I don't know. Let me double check. It's not one I commonly use, so I suspect I don't have it memorised. Mm, no, I don't have that um, in my repertoire right now. Yes. Are you all heading round with Buggy? No, I'm uh, going to move up behind, sort of, a, a little bit behind Alessandra. I'm checking our rear. Who wants to go next? Massive silence. Well, I'll go. I'll go back to the. Yeah, I'm just keeping watch, keeping an eye on the stairs, listening out for so noises. Burble's heading back. Yeah, Bloody, yeah. Okay, Bloody I understand. Coward. Very sensible. He anticipates something's about to happen. Bloody so coward. Well. I'll go into the room with the pipes. Okay. Well, you can see. Peer down the pipe. That there is some kind of aperture in the bottom right-hand corner, a little about waist height. There's a two-foot-wide lead-lined pipe, as I just described, heading down and away from you into darkness. Even with your light spell, all you can see from where you're standing is about 15 feet of pipeness. Well, I'll drop the pebble down the pipe. Is it going down? Or... If you take your pebble and you just kind of hold it between your thumb and forefinger and you skitter it down the pipe, yeah. it runs about 15, 20 feet or so, and then it sort of bounces back a bit. Like it's hit something uh, elastic. Gelatinous cube. And oh. peering down this pipe, I'm going you to can't start moving see backwards, enough, Buggy. You can't see enough. But there might be a kind of greenish glow down that pipe. <laughs> moving further back. Yeah, it's a, it's a green slime machine that pumps out green slime. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Retreat. <laughs> green slime machine. I can machine. move very fast. I can move 160 feet. <laughs> But not past Parker, please. <laughs> I can move through people. So you're not going to investigate anymore. You're heading out. Uh, what can can I can I just clarify? This mm-hmm. thing didn't hit. Like there wasn't there isn't a bend or something there. And you there isn't. Know. You weren't oh, run away. Weren't, showing it's a green slime there, pipe but machine. Know, but, you know, you didn't describe it very well. So I'm just trying to. Only Uncle Buggy knows. All he could see at the point past where the light spell bounced was a greenish glow and nothing more. So it looks like it bounced off the greenish glow? If what you're fishing for is that there's a pipe with a with a hard capped end, like he's looking down a, yeah. a sealed tube and his light spell pebble hit the end of that tube and just like dinked back off the end of it, that's not what happened. Right. right. Past the point where his light spell bounced back, it seems like the corridor continues. Maybe a little, maybe a lot. Right. It's slightly confused by this green glow that fills everything down at the end of the tube. The green glow is coming from where? Is it something, you know, the, the tube itself is glowing or the air is glowing? Or Imagine that you have a box and you fill that box with a weird green glowing gas. Right. So it's, a sort of, it's the then air. You cut a little hole in that box and you stick the end of a tube and you're looking down that tube into the contents of the box. Yeah. That's what it, the impression was. Although when he threw a little pebble with a light spell on it, it didn't make it all the way down the tube. Before it hit the edge of the box, it bounced back off something rubbery. Yeah. Maybe it's a, a worm-making machine. Oh, could be. What are you going to do? 
Yeah. Why why do you think it's a worm making machine? I don't know, green. Green is worms. Come on, <laughs> what are you gonna do? I'm picking it. I'm going, yeah, it's green slime. And you're heading back up the stairs, back up to the wine cellar? Um, I'll just go on the corner. I'll be at the bottom of the stairs. You're loitering. You're, you're, you're retreating at the back again. Alessandra, what do you want to do? Alessandra is going to go and look at this door a bit more okay, without I'm touching it. She wants. When Alessandra does that, I'm going to go and join Uncle Buggy. <laughs> so you're... You're bugging out as well, then? No, well, I th- I'm assuming that the front is now here, and that's where I'm going to be. And well, Parker, I'm sure, is following. I have to point out, we aren't in combat, so um, there isn't currently a... Okay, so you're, we're saying that Parker and Sessions and Uncle party, Buggy are heading party. back up to the wine cellar. <laughs> this is brilliant. I'm going to investigate this door. I'm going to go and investigate the bit that Buggy ran away from. I'm going to do a sea invisibility spell. Yes. And then I'm going to peer down that tube. Yes. With my dark vision. Well, there's a light spell down there, I suppose. There's a light spell down there, which is actually is a hindrance. Like if somebody had put a torch in a pipe and you were looking down that pipe towards the torch, there would be a bit of light blindness. Does okay, that make sense? I will retrieve the light with remo- a mage hand. You could crawl down this pipe. It's only two foot oh, wide. I understand, but I'll use a mage hand. <laughs> I mean, why would crawl down that? I mean, that's the. So you close off first and peer down, and then you're going to peer down. You, you're getting an impression of something. It's difficult. It looks like this circular pipe must open into something else. Something that has got a sort of diffuse greenish glow. There does seem to be some kind of movement. Is it eddies in a sort of greenish gas? Is it something that's kind of pulsating? It's very difficult to tell. You'd have thought you'd need to kind of crawl into the pipe to get a really good look. <laughs> Alessandra, this door, give me an investigation check. An investigation check of 23. It could be opened. But is, there a, sure is there a clear that, lock? Is There a key There lock? is a clear lock, but it's like, it's one of the toughest you've ever seen. Yeah, that's fine. It's, if, if there's a lock, uh, that's fine. That's just what I was kind of trying to figure out Uncle Buggy Sessions and Parker keep running away no I'm not running any further we're just happy there you're lurking where you are yeah and undecided do you want to do you want to clamber in a bit and have a bit of a look no I don't I want to know what this thing that you want to know what it is without clambering in yeah well I don't I'm sure I, I don't understand what I'm seeing no that's right you feel like you're too far away from what you're looking at to understand it. <laughs> that is exactly that is the sense that you pick up. Uh, yeah. You're only getting a little glimpse of what you're looking at down the tube, right? Because you're not close enough to the business end of the tube. When was the last time that anything that was green and glowing was any good? Ever? Anywhere? How fast can you crawl? You'd be squeezing, effectively. Yeah. You'd be able to move at half speed. You're not talking about having to travel very far to find out something more. I can hardly keep a straight face. How anyway, far yeah. more? How much further do I have to move? I think if you clambered in five, six, seven feet, something like five, that. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten feet, yeah. yeah. Right. The angle that you'd be able to see would open up very rapidly as you climbed in. As you sail down the pipe. I'll throw another pebble, this one without a spell on it. It almost gets to where you think this tube meets this green glow openingness. Yeah. And then it bounces back as if it's hit a piece of invisible rubber. But nothing's happening when that happens. (laughs) Nothing happens, no. What the fuck? I'll say, Alessandro, come and have a look at this. (laughs) 
rogue probe. We really need one of the small guys, I think. We do, yeah, I think you're right. I'll go and get one of them. The barbarian on a string, yeah. I think, mm. is the way to go. I'll call to the others. Okay. Parker, Sessions, guys, buggy. we need some small guys up oh, here. Oh, sod it. I'll go down the bloody thing. <laughs> I'm quite okay, happy buggy. to hold the rope. <laughs> you going to clamber down this pipe, buggy? Uh, do it. If do I've got it, my boots of speed, uh, my <laughs> movement is doubled. Is that correct when I'm crawling? I can't see why not. Okay. So I'm going cautiously forward with a light spell. New light spell. Quick, everybody out. Grease spell. Touch with a rope. Just tell me where you're all standing. Yeah, when Sessions clambers is advancing towards the room, but uh, not in it. I will. Yeah. Kind of Parker is doing what? But just far enough forward to give him cover from the um, uh, spirit guardians. Who's got me, everybody uh, is basically sticking within the uh, orbit of Sessions' spirit guardians. He's yeah. got the rope. He's got the other end of the rope. Yeah, I'll I am will hold the other end. Okay. What you realise after you've clambered about, I don't know, five, six feet, Uncle Buggy, <laughs> is that it's not a nebulous green light. You're actually looking at a surface. About 15 feet ahead of you, this tube ends and it clearly opens into a like a spherical chamber that is filled with this dim green light and there is some kind of movement in this light and as you inch forwards buggy you realize that that movement what you thought might be kind of currents or eddies or shifts of patterns of the light it's nothing of the sort you're looking at the side of a colossal creature a disgusting behemoth like a giant yellowish grub like a huge grubby worm bathed in green light so this is the mummy worm it's filling this chamber right up to about oh i don't know a couple of feet from the wall and as you get ever closer you realize that it's sitting on some sort of foundation of what bones foulness uh, rotting flesh. Ooh. It seems to be in a state of some kind of slumber. And then you realise, Buggy, that this thing is pulsating. Oh my god. And growing. And you can feel waves of dark, undead energy rippling off it. And we will find out more about this thing when we pick stuff up next. Uh. Uh, Let go of the rope. Let go of the rope. Stop up the hole. Yeah. And just, just leave him to it. I take my clothes off and I'll jump into the room. The Billowing Hilltop Podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Champion's Belt and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Champion's Belt was written by Tito Lietti. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening! Thank you.